What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming up on episode 331 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, the Volvo XC60, Daihatsu Forge's crash test results, the Volvo ES90 coming soon, Max Verstappen, too young to rent a car, VinFast gets a U.S. regular dealer, uh, California AVs can't get tickets, the last V8 Dodge Challenger, and the VW ID GTI is coming, but maybe not to America. All that and more coming up next. <laughs> This is episode 331 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abul Salmon from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakeham from the Rover Reflective Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin from SAE International. And this is the last day of 2023 as we record this. It's New Year's Eve morning. It is, it is December 31st. And uh, next time we talk to you, it'll be... A different year, a different arbitrary time on the calendar. Yes. Yay. We can do this. See you next year at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future. Yeah. What a goofy band that was. And, <laughs> have, 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 you noticed, have you noticed as you get older that it seems to slip faster and faster every year? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, yes. It does slip a lot faster because you have so much more quickly. in your brain. When you're a little kid, like every moment is like the first time you've done everything. Yeah. And now it, it's so, like your summer vacation seem forever because it's only like the third summer you've ever had or the seventh summer you've ever had. It did seem really long as a kid. Now, when you're, you know, in your 40s, it's like this is the 40th summer. So it's like, eh. <laughs> July again, whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Oh, now it's September already. Well, I don't know what happened to the, with August. It was there. I'm sure it was. People talked it was, about it. Yeah, I yeah. heard there was an August. <laughs> the, yeah. Apparently it happened. You know, it slipped right by me. Yeah. Um, your brain is, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, death, death, anyway enough talk death. about getting old mortality. Uh, yeah, we're we're all going to get there eventually. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> no, we're all everyone thinks they're going to be the one to live forever. Yeah, no, I don't even want I don't even want to live forever. How about if forever. you could live for like 500 years? No, but well, they don't have. Wait, 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 hold on. In 500 okay. years. You like, can live I... 500 years. Oh, no, you, you're not going to be 500 years old. You're going to be like, like your I don't want to be like, like, the, old, like old. the old um, knight in Indiana Jones who's just like no, this no, 500 no, no. year old creepy guy. I want to be like. No, you're not going to be like a 500 year old person. You're going to be like, let's say 40 for 500 years or, and it's 500 years in a row, or you can live 300 years, but you could take 100 year breaks, 200 year breaks. 
So you live 500, but so you, you're only you're only awake no, for 500 in a stretch. I just want to so you live for 100 watch take, time change. You, you live for 100, pause for 100, live for another 100, pause for another yeah, like 100. Yeah, you get like a nice little nap. No, but then you come back and you'd be like, whoa, and I don't understand anything. You'd be like the old person who can't use you'd their You'd be smartphone. Encino, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then we might not have anything to drive in 500 years. What if you wake yeah. up in 500 years and there's nothing? Or yeah, that's true. Years. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. I should have taken that extra hundred years. Yeah, you could have <laughs> stopped. Maybe you could have stopped something. It'd be, it'd be right. like the Whoops. one with uh, was it Burgess Meredith. And oh, with the, the, glasses. the glasses. Yeah. Oh. And he loved. He I loves all... to read. Uh, I just feel like anyway. Burgess could. He could have gone and found some other glasses somewhere else. <laughs> You would think there would be some around that, you know, you know that, could, I mean, they didn't have lens crafters back then, but they had something. <laughs> they yeah. You could have found a magnifying glass or something. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> classic, classic Twilight Zone, everybody. Uh, okay, Nicole, what have you been driving? Um, same car I was driving last week. I have the Honda Accord hybrid I've just discovered <laughs> for three weeks now total. I have it. So I'm like, well, that's a loan and a half. So um, I don't have a new price car, but I can talk about the car that I had. Um, I, I paid to rent while I was in Europe. I rented a Volvo XC60, um, which was what I tooled around with uh, for about a week or so while I was in Europe. Um, packed it full of luggage for us to be there for three weeks. And I drove it for about a week because part of the time we were on a boat and part of the time we were just in cities, but I had it for the first week and I arrived and when I landed, it was snowing like nobody's business in Zurich. I mean, like crazy snow, like things have shut down. The world is coming to an end and it takes a lot to do that there. Like it wasn't like it was a flurry. It was snowing and we had an hour and 45 minute drive to where we were going that first day. And when we planned that, we were landing much earlier because there wasn't a snowstorm and then there was a snowstorm and everything got delayed and we landed very much later. So I immediately happened, had to hop into this little Volvo XC60 rental car in the dark, jet lagged and drive into even more mountainy areas of uh, Switzerland. And you know what? It was freaking amazing. Like it was Switzerland it, is so beautiful. It, well, it was beautiful, but I mean, the drive, like the roads Bonkers. are covered with snow, like it's snowy. I got to give them credit, man. The people are like, okay, we should all slow down slightly and give ourselves space. I'm like, this is the most brilliant winter driving what, I've ever what are, done. What are they thinking? In my uh, entire life. No one's going Swiss. by at 95 miles an hour. They're all like, oh, you've all slowed <laughs> down pickup, appropriately. In a pickup truck with like no weight in the back. You're like, like oh my like, God. That and summer tires. <laughs> and summer, and summer tires. Ball, or bald, bald summer tires. They were all, so, it was the most organized winter driving I've ever witnessed. I'm like, I didn't just land in Zurich. Apparently I've landed an alternate like universe where when it snows, everyone just slows down and everyone does the correct space. thing. They actually do what they told you to do in driver's ed when you were 16. So it was like one of the easy stories, but the roads were crummy. Like there were plows in front of us a couple of times. Cause you know, cause, and it's still, you've got that like hard, it's almost like it's, it's wet enough that it's become that sort of packed ice that's stuck to mm -hmm. the road until you actually get some sun to melt through it a little bit. Uh, so it was genuinely really snowy and crummy. And I thought, it's kind of a good test of a car. Like we, we've all done snow driving adventures for various automakers here, there, and everywhere. Or just daily but, life for, for you daily and I. life. But when you do generally, you're like, if you're driving in your own car, you know, your own car. If you had a press car sit in your driveway for a day or two, you had a little time to get used to it, but to get thrown into a car that you don't even like, it's literally nighttime. You don't know what's going on. You know, where anything is. You have a, you have a little jet well. lag. You, you get the jet, jet lag. lag and you're like, oh gosh, here we go. And to have it be absolutely not stressful, seamless, handled beautifully 
thought this is a fabulous little car in the snow. So that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this is actually really good. Like, and it's not it's like we were talking about this before the show. It's not like the world's most exciting vehicle. Like, I don't like we're, we're going to talk later about Max Verstappen. I don't think he'd be super thrilled with this. It's not a Max Verstappen. Really <laughs> but if he was driving, if he was driving into the mountains in Switzerland in the winter, he time, might, he might, he well. might, yeah, he might like, say it's the right car, right? But um, but it was solid. Like I thought, God, this is a great car, and it was also just right. So when we got there, um, you know, you get to the rental thing, and you don't know exactly. Like, you know, like we're getting a comparable to a whatever a midsize SUV, whatever they, you know, you don't know exactly what's going to arrive for you when you get there. And they said, oh, we can upgrade you. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty okay with this Volvo. And they said it was just a larger one. It was the what's that one up XC XC90. Ninety. Thank you. They offered us an XC90, to which my husband's eyes were like, ooh, we'll get a fancier one. I'm like, no, we'll get a bigger one. And this is Europe. No, thank you. Like, Yeah, I yeah. Want, you don't need a bigger. Right? A, because no. bigger, depending on where you're driving, is a nightmare. And I think, no, it, it feels like the just right size. It's not too small, so that it won't fit all of our luggage comfortably in the back. And you've got something wedged in the back seat. It's yeah. not too big, so you're actually wedging the vehicle into a street. It's the just right size. It has enough room for your stuff. It's comfortable. It still feels roomy. I thoroughly. And it was just the two of you, right? You didn't have just, you didn't have your girls with you, right? No, it was just me and my husband. But we were, like I said, we were there for three weeks, and Russ had to do a little bit of. Um, in the very beginning, there was some work stuff he had to do. So in terms of packing, he packed very heavy because he had his on vacation and cold, snowy climbs, and I also have to go to the office. So he had to have stuff that he would not normally bring uh, yeah. on a vacation, like nice dress shoes and like the, you know so he had more luggage than normal for what we would carry um so we had a lot of stuff so it and it fit right like it fit everything fit in the back like we've had smaller cars in europe sometimes and if you have a big piece of luggage really they won't fit into a slightly smaller crossover sometimes like if you have two large mm -hmm. suitcases this had the two big suitcases and two carry-on suitcases and like a backpack and a tote bag wedged in the back and the little cover thing still covered them. <laughs> like, oh, that's real. nice. And I was like, this is absolutely perfect. So <clears throat> it's kind of fun. Like I thought I don't often rent a car. Normally we're getting a car, even if it's, I'm going someplace in the US, I'm normally having somebody supply a car and I drive it around wherever I am for the few days to experience that car and something different. Um, so I never, you know, it's not often that I actually rent a car. And I thought, gosh, this is a rental car, and I actually like it. Also, these heated seats in that sucker, they got warm in like 2.3 seconds. Most brilliant heated well, seats. I mean, this is a car that was designed in Sweden where, yes. you know, having, no, they get having some good snow. seat heaters is, is important. Right? So I was like, this is this is brilliant. So it was, it was wonderful. It was a really nice car to drive. I enjoyed it. I thought it was just going to be like, I had in my head like, ugh, when am I going to drive for a few days? But it was really fun. It was it was perfect for the snow, and it was easy to drive around those little narrow streets. And we had a couple of sort of twisty, turny roads that we took on some of our adventuring. We tried to find a castle. Okay, so here's the thing. So the castle <laughs> looks like it's there, right? Like we're on. Were, were you wait, were, were you trying to find a specific castle, or just just any the, just castle. driving around to see if there was a castle somewhere? Well, if you just see a general. castle, we were like that a lot of castles in cool. Austria. You got to yeah. go up to Austria. So we wanted, to, but we wanted we saw this castle, and we wanted to go. Like it looked really cool from the side of the road. And flags so obviously it's like a castle you can visit like it doesn't look like it's a castle in disrepair like yeah. it looks like so right and then we see signs you know visit the whatever castle we're like let's go visit the whatever castle so we get off the highway and it's this giant castle you guys it's a castle it is huge you can see it halfway down you're like in the distance castle it's gigantic we get off the highway we turn right we're falling for the castle it's like castle this way 
All of a sudden, we're, we cannot find our way to the actual castle. I oh, swear, we no. drove around this little tiny town for like 20 minutes. Like, we have taken every road and a few that we weren't supposed to because we're in a junkyard now. So we need to get back on the road. <laughs> and we have yet to – we never made it to the castle. We have pictures looking that's at the That's to keep the, the marauders from – that's a, that's a pretty good – It was thing. a well-designed castle because yeah, we were even they, trying to maraud and we could not we still find couldn't our find way. It. Yeah, but we did find a really great bakery that had – um that that bread you were we were talking about pastry too that you have in Europe that has that really dark dark bread that like weighs it feels like a brick it's super heavy and it's cut in pieces that are like a centimeter thick like really really thin because mm-hmm. it's such a heavy dark bread and yeah. it was warm I did not cut it I just ripped off hunks of it and ate it in the car mm-hmm. the rest of the way <laughs> so castle failure driving the twisty roads fabulous and I got a piece a big loaf of bread. You got a nice loaf of bread that you just I got a nice loaf gobbled. of random bread from warm from a bakery at the base of the castle no one can get to. Out of curiosity, did the, the rental agency have snow tires on the Volvo or? Um, you know what was funny? I didn't even think to check again with the jet lag. I sort of assumed there were probably snow tires. I'm betting there must have been. But they did have the socks that we talked about. Oh, in, in the car? They had No, they weren't in the car. I'm thinking they were add-ons because it okay. was like they were in like little bags like mm-hmm. like look like you bought them at the store kind of bags they were like sort of stacked up behind the rental counter like there were like five oh, or six pack, like, like they were behind so there. for an extra five bucks a day you can rent these right for so five sure euros you, a day right so i'm sure there was some deal that you could and Swiss i remember Franks. looking at them and i'm like oh do we need that and i'm like well we're not like really scaling a mountain mountain I'm, yeah I'm you're driving. i feel like i'm good so we didn't get it but yeah they were set out there the way you see like you know, you pay an extra, you know, you get a GPS for extra you used to in the old days, or you pay extra to have a car seat in your car or whatever add-ons. So, yeah, I think it was an extra if you wanted to purchase it, which was well-timed because, like I said, it was snowing to beat the band when I landed. So Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was fun. I enjoyed my little rental Volvo XC60. It's a fun little car. Highly recommend. All right. And um, this one was one. Th- there was one thing that was different about this one, right, compared to the ones that they sell here in the U.S. Oh yes, also it was a diesel, yeah. um, which you can't even get. We have the gas and the PHEV, I think, in the yeah. U.S. is all we have. But they actually it was a diesel, um, so which you you know we don't do that here. Uh, so yeah, so it was a little diesel car, and we paid roughly I think when I convert about eight hundred fifty thousand dollars a gallon for diesel fuel when we were in Europe. Um, it was expensive, but also it was one of those, like, <laughs> this was funny at the rental agency because clearly we're American, you know, we hand over our passports and everything and we are the Americans renting the diesel car. I think she must've said to us 10 times, this is a diesel. Like, okay, this oh. is a diesel. I'm like, I got you. She's like, and also I'm like, I get it. I get it. It's diesel. I it's won't a diesel. put regular petrol <laughs> into the car. I will put diesel fuel into the car. So I can't even imagine how many, because she said it repeatedly, like pointed to it on the form, reminded us, confirmed with us, truly must have said it at least a half a dozen times I'm, during the rental process. I'm, I'm sure there's been been an American or two that have gone, that have written, you know, called called the agency, you know, from, you know, they're out somewhere stuck, car, yep. car died, because mm-hmm. we put gasoline in this car. We told you it's a diesel. It was a diesel. It's a diesel, right? So I felt her pain, but I was like, wow, we must be really bad about doing that because there were a lot of reminders. <laughs> I was renting a car in Germany, um, and I I specifically asked for a manual transmission. 
Yeah. And they 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 were really trying to give me an automatic. I'm like, no, I, I want a manual transmission. Like, are you sure? Were they worried <laughs> like, you would like destroy like, it? Were they? Yeah, you they're like Americans guy? don't know how to do drive you, manual transmission. Do, do you know what to do with that third pedal? Yeah, it was right. very much. There's three pedals. Oh gosh. We don't we don't have a very good. Uh, yeah, our rep and the, uh, the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. We, we can only drive gas powered automatic cars, according to people in Europe, because we've destroyed. Yeah. Apparently, we've destroyed enough. They don't trust us anymore. Manual transmissions. Yeah. Yeah, the rental agencies. Oh God, it's an American. Do we have a gas powered oh, no. car with an automatic transmission, oh, please? No. I almost got a job based out of Zurich once. Did you? What kind yeah, of job? Have, I'm I'm not allowed to say. Um, oh, oh goodness. Yeah, but I would have worked there like three months a year, and that would. Have, oh, that it's would nice, but man, cool. Switzerland's crazy expensive. Oh, and it was have, very expensive. It was, and they use Swiss francs instead of euros. It's a, it's well, they're, big, they're not they're not part of the European Union. Yeah, they're not. They're they not part of the like, Union. They're like England. They're yeah. so little animal. Uh, so they've always a, been, yeah. yeah. We got stuck in a parking garage many years ago in Switzerland because we didn't, we knew it wasn't part of the EU, but didn't think about him not being a part of the EU. Oh, no. <laughs> which meant that we had our credit card in, Euro, in euros in our hand, and the machine would not take credit cards the credit card oh, no. reader on the parking garage machine was broken so you had to put in swiss francs we had not a franc to us and the place we had happened to walk in and like the country had shut down the moment that we decided to drive over the oh. border there. and literally we had some woman we, that took pity on us she came out and we're like look could we possibly just give you euros for some francs like we'll trade you and i have no idea what they she's like well sure how much like and it was we've been there for all of an hour it was even like a cheap parking rate we're like which was like, probably like 25 swiss francs which is 25 right, we bucks had, like, the handful of euros we're like take whatever you think is a fair exchange we're just like holding it in our hands uh, like, too much we're like we don't care you're getting us out of the parking garage they know, just put some francs in the machine you're saving our lives yeah so, yeah, Otherwise, we'll I be forgot. trapped here for the next 48 hours. Exactly. Yeah. We will never get out of this parking garage. <laughs> so. uh, all right. So, uh, and you still didn't have anything to drive this week, right? I'm Robbie? driving the BMW X7 right now. I just got oh, okay. on Friday, so I will have something Ooh. for next week. I, I've, I've loaded up, except for, you know, when I'm gone for CES, boo. I've loaded up on vehicles so, okay. until like May. No, until March. Wow. Oh, excellent. So, so I was, yeah, I think the last one I'll have is beginning of March. Okay. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. 
and exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. Alrighty. Well, um, I followed up last week's Tenali with another Alfa Romeo uh, utility vehicle. Uh, this time, the Stelvio Veloce. Um, I literally looked at that and I'm like, did he put the wrong car? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's Stelvio this time. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is one size class up from the Tenali. And it's it's actually, it's roughly about the same size as that XC60. Similar size to the XC60. And it's built on the same platform as the wonderful Julia. Um, previously, I've, I've, I've driven the, um, the, the Stelvio before in quadrifolio form, which was interesting because uh, when I had it, I had to drive down to near Columbus for an event at Honda R&D. And that uh, time, I was, you know, the, the Stelvio quadrifolio is not particularly fuel efficient. Um, no, yeah, it's got 500 horsepower, um, and a, an absolutely amazing twin turbo V6. Um, but as I was driving through central Ohio, you know, I needed to get some gas and, you know, there's nothing but like small towns in this area. And the, you know, obviously, you know, with a, a high output twin turbo V6, you know, it's going to be designed to run on premium fuel. Uh, and so that time, you know, I went. Stopped at like three different gas stations. None of them had anything but regular. There wasn't those gas what? stations in central Ohio oh, that had premium gas. What's going on in Ohio? Kind of bonkers. Um, you know, so I ended up putting basically just enough regular gas in there to get me to Columbus. Um, and then filled it up with uh with premium when I got there. Did you get judging. some did, did you get some of that uh, octane booster? Throw it in no. there, give it a little That's extra. Right. No, I, I I didn't. Um, you know, I I figured they probably wouldn't have any of that either. Um, but uh, you know, this time I just had the um the standard engine in the Stelvio, which is the uh, two liter turbo, uh, four cylinder. It's Stellantis's. It was originally designed under Fiat Chrysler. Um, you know, but it's it's the Stellantis Global Medium architecture. I think it's basically it's a similar architecture. Uh, it shares a lot with uh, the new Hurricane inline six, same bore spacing, uh, cylinder sizes, and everything. Uh, so it's it's based on on that. Um, and you know, this engine is in all kinds of Stellantis Jeeps and um, and Dodge and and other vehicles now. Uh, in in total, uh, let's see, it puts out uh, two hundred and uh, two hundred and eighty horsepower in the Stelvio. Uh, and 306 foot pounds of torque, you know, so like most modern turbocharged four cylinder engines, it's got lots of low end torque, um, you know, good power. Uh, it's a very responsive engine. Uh, and it's actually quite fun to drive. You, you know, it's no quadrifolio, but you can have a good time with this thing in the, uh, in the Stelvio. <laughs> um, and the Stelvio only comes with all wheel drive. There's no rear wheel drive version of the Stelvio. So unlike the Julia, you know, if you want rear wheel drive, you have to get the Julia sedan, which frankly, myself, I would probably go for that anyway. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you, so you get a little bit of extra ground clearance with the, with the Stelvio. Uh, it's a, it's a little more practical in terms of cargo space and everything, you know, cause you, uh, you have the option to fold down the seat and, you know, you've got hatchback and so you can put, if you need to put some bigger stuff in there, you got lots of room in there for everything. Um, so, 
Oh, wait a minute. Actually, there is uh, a rear, sorry, I was mistaken. There is a rear wheel drive version of the Stelvio. The base Stelvio is, is available at oh. rear drive. Yeah. I don't think that was always the case. I, I think it, it used to be just all wheel drive only, but um, but you can get it with uh with rear wheel drive. But the one I had was all wheel drive. Um the Stelvio, um, you know, being a size class up and you know, kind of a performance class up from the from the Tenali. Um, starts at about $46,000 in the U S for the, for the sprint. Um, the, uh, the, the one that I had, uh, the Veloce, uh, is, um, not is like the third rest for the third step up the ladder. you know, there's also the competizione. Uh, so it's $53,000 and then the, the quadrifolios are, you know, they start at 89, $88,000. So they're a lot more expensive, but the, um, you know, I, I've always, I've, I've always really liked driving these modern alphas, the both the Julia and the Stelvio. Um, they have, you know, very similar driving characteristics. Um, they're, you know, they're surprisingly tossable for, you know, what is a, an SUV. Um, there's good, uh, uh, you know, good amount of room in there. It, it feels quite premium inside. Um, it still has uh, the older infotainment system so it doesn't have the latest uh Stellantis Uconnect 5 system in there because you know the Stelvio has been around since I think 2017 or 18 um you know and it launched with with an older infotainment system in there and it's reaching the end of its current life cycle um it's eventually in the next couple of years going to be replaced by an EV um but uh you know the the infotainment system works fine it's not it's not as good as as the uh, Uconnect five, but it, it works well enough, you know, like the, the Tenali and the, and the Julia, the Stelvios also have that, uh, stop, start button on the steering wheel in the, the lower left-hand quadrant, uh, Looks cool. which is, uh, yeah, it's a little, takes a little getting used to when, you know, when you're used to reaching around with your right hand, you know, on the dashboard somewhere to, to start the car, you know, remembering to use your left hand, you know, on the, on the, on the steering wheel. But, I feel uh, like though, Sam, it's not as bad as cars that actually still have a key. That's I, true. I get in the car and I toss the like key fob first, into the cup holder. I'm like, yeah. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like the Ford Maverick, for example. That's exactly. Like, oh, I gotta go to put the key in the ignition. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but or or even you know leaving it in your pocket or purse, you know, not even not even bothering to take right? it out. Yeah, I I can't imagine you know like my wife. You know, her car keys have been in her purse, you know, for six years now, you know, buried in the bottom the, one the, with the bag. The, yeah. The, 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 the only time she takes them out, you know, is if she's changing purses, you know, mm -hmm. she gets, gets a new purse. Other than that, it never comes out of her purse. Right. Um, and then, you know, we've got the, the spare that's, that's hanging, you know, in, uh, inside the house here. You know, if one of us needs to go out and gets, get in the garage to get something, but so, um, yeah, I, I like the Stelvio. I like the size of it. Um, you know, and that's past summer when, or in June, I think, yeah, June, when I was out in LA for something for a couple of days and I had the, uh, Maserati Gricali, uh, the Gricali is based on the same platform as well. It's actually slightly longer than the Stelvio. It's a slightly longer wheelbase, slightly longer body, but you know, it's, it's similar, but the, the Stelvio, you know, the, the Gricali feel at least in the, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have the Trofeo. It was, I forget what the exact trim level was, but it was the mid-level trim uh, that I had on the Gricali. And that one feels um, a little more luxury oriented. 
Um, you know, it's a little bit softer. Um, you know, there's a little more body roll when you're going around corners. The the Stelvio, you know, Alfa Romeos in general are meant to be, you know, have you know the Italian luxury, but really to be have a more sporty feel to them. And you know, the Stelvio definitely lives up to that. It feels sportier. Uh, and it's, it was a lot of fun to drive it. See, I, um, over the course of a week, um, I averaged 22 miles per gallon with it. It's rated at 24 combined, 22 city, 28 highway, uh, 24 combined. Yeah. I got a little bit less than that. Uh, but you know, I was also taking advantage of the fact that it's kind of fun to drive. Um, that's yeah. what happens when you have the fun cars is you you, you kind of blow the the whole yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> fuel mileage and I got well whoopsie yeah whatever fuel uh, schmuel I had and I think I said this before our our uh, former esteemed co-host Rebecca Lindland has a Stelvio mm-hmm. and uh, I drove that across the U.S. with her when she relocated from Connecticut to California. And we, she needed someone to drive with her, and I drove with her and her cat Lucy. Um, and oh, kitty cat, kitty cat. And you know what? That was it. Was really that was a long drive. And a yes, it held up the whole time. It never broke down. Um, and b really enjoyable drive. I mean, that's a lot of hours behind the wheel and a lot of hours just sitting in the passenger seat. Really loved it. She, I don't remember what trim she has. She does not have the fancy pants version of it. Um, but still, I think she had the Ti. I feel like it was the TI, but really enjoy driving like a comfortable car, fun to drive, handled well. Seats are really good. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of miles to be sitting in those seats. And like you had the certain, you know, amount of like, I would just like to get out and walk for a few minutes, but it was never, oh, these seats are wearing on me. And that was a lot of hours in that car. And I came away thinking, I really enjoyed this, truly enjoyed driving it and super, super comfy. It was fun. Yeah. And the the one I had was in uh, the Misano Blue Metallic paint mm-hmm. which is a, a fantastic color um yeah again love the bold colors you know and good good choice on this one you know it had all of the um all of the usual uh adas features adaptive cruise control lane, lane departure uh assistance things like that um it's got uh apple carplay and android auto one thing um when i before i got it you know last week when i was talking about the tenali i mentioned the issue i was having with uh the wireless charger uh, oh yeah! Did you there, get anything yeah. back on that? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard anything back. But yeah, I mean, they've, they've been on, vac- yeah, they've been on vacation for the holidays. So I'll check back with them next week. But the, um, you know, that one had the Tenali had the UConnect Five system in there. So it was a, it was a different system in there. And uh, I was expecting, I, because it's been a while since I drove um, the uh, Stelvio, I was expecting that it would have UConnect Five in there, uh, but it didn't. So. Um, you know, when I try when I used the wireless charger in the Stelvio, had no issues at all uh, with it. You know, it just it would start charging; it was fine. No repeated um, uh, notifications coming up on the screen that it was charging. So that part worked worked without any issue. Um, Harman Kardon fourteen uh, speaker audio system in here, all in price fifty eight thousand four hundred and fifty five dollars. Any guesses on the delivery charge? Fourteen ninety five. Oh, fourteen ninety. Oh wait, 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 wait. One dollar. I forgot how. For a second, oh. I forgot. I forgot how price of right <laughs> works. One dollar. One dollar. N- Nicole what. wins this one. It was fifteen ninety five. It's a Jeez. New Year's miracle. <laughs> how much was it? Fifteen ninety five. Fifteen. I was off by a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're pretty close. 
Yeah, and for for a current generation Stellantis vehicle, that's actually a pretty reasonable delivery charge. That's I mean, exactly Stellantis has been like, on the on the leading yeah. edge of of creeping up those delivery charges, you know, to two thousand dollars and above. Yeah, that was my so. thought. I'm like Stellantis, go high, go high. So he's yeah. down a number. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, like like all Alfa Romeos, the uh, the Stelvio is uh, is built in Italy, so it is a true Italian car, even though it's got a lot of engineering from other parts of the world as well uh but uh no it's it's i i really enjoyed this you know so you know if you're looking for you know a mid-sized two-row crossover with you know more more style than what you would typically find uh in this segment you know and and definitely you know a sporting character um the, the stelvio is definitely a good place to look and, and I think this, I, you know, I think it's just neat. I, it's nice to have a car that, that not everybody has sometimes, something that's a little bit different. And you don't see a lot of Alfa Romeos here anyway. And just, I mean, they're not like this giant high volume. They're not a Ford, you know, mm-hmm. they're not a Chevy. You're just not going to see them on every street corner. So or nice. even a BMW or Mercedes. Right. Even like very high end cars. They just, they just don't have that kind of volume. You know, some people don't like that. I think it's neat. Like I really want an Alfa because it's just one time when I have a car that people, when I have them as loaners, Nobody knows what the heck they are. They're always yeah. like, "What is that?" Because that little triangle grill on the front, the shield. Do they yeah, call it? yeah. The most um, most people are not familiar with that design uh, anymore. Not it's right? not like not like in the old days, you know, when we had the old Golden Alpha times. Spiders, right? Yeah. So nobody knows what it is, and it's kind of fun for people to look at your car and say, "You find enthusiasts that way too." They're like, "Oh my gosh, you're driving an Alpha," because they're the only people who know what that is. So I just I have a little warm spot in my heart for the brand. I just think it's kind of fun and kind of neat. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, all right. Let's move on to some of the stuff that happened this week. Uh, you know, it was a relatively slow week, uh, you know, being the holidays, but but there was some holidays. news that came out. Um, so who remembers the brand Daihatsu? Do you remember when they sold Daihatsu's in the US for a few I years? I remember the name, but I don't yeah, remember, I remember the name sold here. How bad is that? I, I remember Daihatsu. I think I maybe someone bought a Daihatsu that I know. They they, <laughs> they, they sold they sold them here from about uh, I think about 87 or 88 until about 1992 or 93. So only about five years or so. Okay. They um, had a really cool looking wagon. Is they that had what's the, in this? No, that what's in this. I don't know what's in this old picture. Uh, the the one I remember was the Sherrod. I don't yeah, they had remember a, the wagon. They had a wagon version. I saw one. The, That's why. They, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad I didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Daihatsu these days, uh, I think since like the late 90s even, uh, has been owned by Toyota. Um, you know, they still operate, you know, as a separate brand, but it's owned by Toyota. Um, and they, they actually make, you know, in addition to Daihatsu branded cars, um, they make a lot of the small cars uh, that are sold by Toyota as well as Mazda uh, in Japan. So a lot of the, a lot of the K cars that are branded as Mazdas or Toyotas in Japan are actually built by Daihatsu. Um, and that poses a little bit of a problem uh, because it turns out, we found out uh, this week that uh, for, oh, about the past 30 years or so. Uh, <laughs> 30 <coughs> years, everyone. God, yeah. 30, three, da- zero. That's da- a lot of years. Da- Daihatsu has been uh, forging crash test results um for Whoops. for their cars uh and that would inc- apparently includes the cars that were briefly sold here in in north america Am so that's right as i read down the sam looking at this story that you linked here that this also affects not just 
Daihatsu brands, but also mm-hmm. models that were technically Mazda Subi, 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 Subi in Toyota. So regular, regular brands, U.S. Brands, more, stuff well, we yeah, have. brands that we would recognize here in the U.S. Yeah, that are sold here in go. the U.S. Yeah, because as I said, you know, Daihatsu built a lot of the the K cars that are sold under those brands. So they're, you know, they're the, you know, a lot of the Mazda and Subaru and, and Toyota K cars are rebadged, you know, rebranded uh, Daihatsu, Daihatsu vehicles. Um, oh, so. Uh, they Daihatsu has shut down their factories through at least the end of January, um, and uh, that's you know that's about nine thousand people in in Japan. Uh, plus, they've also got plants in Indonesia and Malaysia, um, and uh, yeah. So this is this is not good. Um, you know, aside you know aside from those those couple of cars that were sold here, you know most of the you know all the rest of these cars have never been available in the North American market. Um, so it doesn't really affect us customers, but the customers overseas, you know, if you, if you have one of these cars, you know, they may not be as safe as you thought they were. And it mentions one of the, and I guess it, it sounds like it's going to depend on the vehicle, but there's a quote in here from CNN where it says the quote is the inside lining of the front seat door was improperly modified in some checks. So like your side, your, your collision, your side impact collision mm-hmm. test will be wrong. Not a scary one at all. That if you get no. mashed, you get especially t-boned. in a very small car. I mean, what could right. possibly go wrong? Getting T-boned by no. a big car. You're not. I mean, the whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually scary to think that that is what like any of it. But that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a test that like that's the getting T-boned and surviving test. Yeah, there's a there's a. I mean, auto nerds have been tr- have been pulling key cars into the United States for years, like little vans and little trucks. And now it's become a bit more mainstream. So maybe when you're looking at those, maybe double check those Mazda, Subaru, and Toyota, and Daihatsu yeah. cars you're yeah. thinking about importing. Yeah, right. Maybe go with the Hondas and the. <laughs> yeah, I mean check check to see who actually manufactured them. If they were if they were manufactured yeah. by Daihatsu, yeah, you might want to stay away from those. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Nissans should be fine. You know the Toyota Nissans. Well, no, uh, not the Toyotas. Well, well, no, Toyotas, yeah. technically it's, no. Yeah, depends. Nissan have, and Honda. Yeah. You have to you have to figure out who who manufactured like some of them, like you know, the the Mazda, you know, AutoZam uh AZ1, you know, that that little coupe. You know, that one I think was actually built by Mazda. I don't think Daihatsu built that one. But you know, there there's others, there's a variety of them. And apparently, you know, the, the oldest cases they've found with forged uh crash test documents go back to nineteen eighty nine. Uh, but apparently the volume has increased since 2014, which is interesting because this is not the first time we've had something like this happen with a Japanese automaker. I don't know if you remember back around in the early 2000s, Mitsubishi had a scandal where they yeah, it was they the Mitsubishi also... wagon, the 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 Diamante. Oh. That's what the one I was talking about, not the Daihatsu. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. False I'm half there. asleep. I'm yeah. half asleep right now. I was up late last night. So what but was Mitsubishi scandal? I don't remember. The they, they, similar to this, you know, they were they were um, forging the the crash test results that they submitted for these vehicles. You know, for for certification of these vehicles, and uh, it didn't. Theirs theirs didn't go on as long, but you know, it really hurt Mitsubishi's reputation for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know, they had to recall a whole bunch of vehicles. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's, 
you know, with, with some, you know, I guess basically what I'm saying is can't trust anybody. You can't trust anyone. Because you do in your head, you think because these automakers are like, oh, it's it's Toyota. They're huge. It's, you know, Volkswagen. They're huge. They're not going to be messing around. They're going to follow the rules. You would would think that there would be somebody there that would be, you know, overseeing this, double checking everything. If you think that companies are going to, that's the thing. If you think companies are going to self-regulate, that's a fool's error. Yeah. (laughs) Look at the financial (laughs) situation. like, yeah, and you know, I mean, look, you know, any any big any, company, you any know, they, company, they, any industry you think is going to self-regulate? No, they're going to try. Like, get- I'd like to think that they would. I mean, they're all going to try and get away with whatever they can and, and squeak by. But I always, I'd like to think they would at least try and adhere to the rules. No, <laughs> like, they no. can save a few bucks on every car. Yeah, I mean, I I can't remember if we talked about it last week or the week before. You know, but Cummins, you know, they just. Oh, yeah, the, they were the latest ones to get fined. That's right. And and Dieselgate, you know, they paid a one point six billion dollar fine. Billion with a B, which yeah, is crazy. Be, because it, you know, they also, just like Volkswagen, cheated on diesel emissions. And yeah. you know, the, and you know, there there have been others, Mercedes Benz, um, BMW, BMW and, and Stellantis have all paid fines uh That's in the last crazy. several years. They they obviously did not get the attention, you know, because uh, at least in North America. Um, you know, they didn't have nearly as many diesels as Volkswagen did, but you know, they all got busted, you know, for doing exactly the same thing that Volkswagen did and cheating on, on diesel emissions. So, yeah. Um, yeah, can't, can't trust anybody. Um, okay. Next, um, Vol- going back to Volvo. Uh, back to Volvo. Yeah. So, um, Volvo, uh, apparently, you know, their next EV, look, the next EV, the next EV, pair of EVs they've got coming to the market are the EX30 that we've talked about, mm-hmm. uh, which is the little one, uh, and the EX90, which is the big one, you know, which mm-hmm. is eventually going to replace the the XC90. Um, but uh, following on behind that is apparently going to be the ES90. Uh, so you might guess, you know, the by the S in there that this is a sedan, uh, and it's. Uh, it's going to eventually replace the S90 sedan, which is their their big sedan, um, and be electric. So this is this is going to uh, presumably be based on the same SPA2 architecture as the EX90 and the Polestar 3. Um, and uh, apparently, these are already in early pre-production uh, in China at the Geely plant uh, near Shanghai um, as as the ES90. Uh, and it should be arriving um, in showrooms uh, by sometime in 2025. Um, and presumably, since it's based on the same platform as the Polestar 3 and the EX90, which are both going to be built at Volvo's factory in South Carolina near Charleston, um, I would guess that the ES90, which and the S, the current S90 is already built there. So the ES90 will probably be built there as well. Um, probably by, by 2025, which means that depending on how it's priced, uh, it could well, uh, it, it could potentially be eligible for tax credits as well. Cool. I like the Volvo sedans are so pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. Do you think people are excited about a sedan? I think I, I, I mean, people, you people still buy Accords. People still, buy, I mean, it, it, Hyundai's like, we're not getting out of the sedan market. 
other people are leaving it. We don't need it. If, if they leave it, that means it's more for us. I think that was Hyundai's whole deal for staying in sedan. So I think there's there's still a market for it. Um, I, I mean, it's clearly not as big as like, you know, crossover market, but it you know, if the people are, if people are going to buy it and you can make money off of it, you might as well make it. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would certainly hope that they, um, that they offer the ES 90 here, you know, as an alternative to something like the, the BMW i7, uh, or the Mercedes EQS. Uh, I feel yeah. like it would. I honestly feel like it would do well. I mean, Volvo is a solid brand. People like it. It's a nice. I see a lot of nice i4s. Vehicles. I feel like it could do well if they brought it over here. Yeah, I yeah. see a lot of i4s around here. Do you? A lot of i4s. Yeah. People yeah, really would, love that i4. I, I would imagine you know that there will be an S60, an ES60 as well. Um, I I suspect that the ES60 though will probably be built on the same platform as the Polestar 4, which is uh, a different plot, different architecture from, because the current S60 and XC60 um, and um, and V60 are all built on the same SPA2 or SPA, original SPA architecture is the, the 90 series. But um, I'm, I'm guessing that the, the, the electric ones will probably be built on the SEA architecture from the Polestar 4, but we'll see. Let's see. Be nice if they could bring wagons back, but they tried that. No one bought them. No, yeah, yeah they tried. My they cousin, my cousin effort. bought one. My cousin, my cousin got one. He got a V60, and he, I'm, I'm very one. proud of him. That was the one they sold. I, <laughs> my cousin bought one, and then my other cousin who works at the Mercedes dealer, uh, he has a, a Honda Odyssey. So I have two. They they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They, <laughs> they know what they're doing down. when it comes to cars. Yeah, like I'm buying. I have kids. I bought a I bought a station wagon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, while our kids were growing up, we had station wagons, you know, had a couple of different VW station wagons and they were, you know, they were perfect. You know, they, it was great for, you know, for hauling kids and stuff around. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and then diesel gate happened and we sold back the, the last VW wagon that we had and haven't owned one since. Womp, womp, uh, well. womp, so speaking of speaking of rental cars um did yes. did you get carded when you uh you know check your check your age uh, you know, prove they, how old you are they just wanted to prove they wanted to see my id but you know what i'm at a point where they're not going to check my age they just said passport please and i gave you go, when you go to the store the they don't ask you and you're buying a beer no one's asking you for your id <laughs> they don't but you know who they do ask for id i believe some guy named max uh yeah. max verstappen verstappen uh, some, that dude? some dutch kid you know yeah um, some Dutch kid. I don't know. Some Dutch kid wanted to read this. We said no. Yeah. Turn, turns out, you know, he's only 20, he just turned 26 in September. Um, and uh, he tried to rent um, a Mercedes AMG GT from um, from a sixth outlet in Europe. Uh, sixth SIXT is, I think they, they're either the biggest or the second biggest car rental company in, uh, in Europe. Um, and, uh, you know, very, very common over there. Did you rent from sixth or from Hertz or, um, we have rented from sixth in the past, but I think this is actually a Hertz rental. I believe that we got. Oh, okay. Well, the, Mac, Max went to, uh, to a sixth outlet and tried to rent an AMG GT and, um, they, they wouldn't let them, <laughs> wouldn't let him rent the AMG. This hilarious. Apparently the, the age threshold to rent the AMG is 30. Oh, um, Max. You know, and- I just, can you imagine if your guy at the counter, you're like, you can't rent. And either you know who you're talking to and you're like, um, 
Spotify. He was in Portugal. It's not like he was here in the United States where people were like, I don't know who you are. Or, he was or in or Europe. Someone who didn't know is still like, like I know tons of people who know about F1 for, who would for, have for no idea. For those who are not Formula One fans and haven't watched Drive to Survive, uh, Max Verstappen drives for the Red Bull Formula One team. And he... Uh, <laughs> This year, quick primer. <laughs> uh, he, he, this year, he won his his third consecutive uh, World Drivers Championship in, mm-hmm. in F one, and he won uh, what was it? Uh, Nineteen out of twenty two races. He won yes. more more races this year than than anybody in in a single season ever. Uh, and uh, so he's probably qualified to drive this rental. You think maybe he could handle I, it? I think he could probably handle the performance level of an AMG GT. Okay, okay. You know, you know, it's not. It's not quite as quick as his usual daily driver, you know, oh my but, God. you know, it's, I, I I think he could probably handle it. He could probably manage but, it. You know, yeah, okay. I, rules are rules, you know. Oh, God. Sorry. I mean, you know, you're, a rule says 30. you have to be 30 to rent this car. And if you're not, well, tough. And you know, you know the poor person. <laughs> it's also, person we can give you this BMW 5 knew. Series, though. Was it's probably not like, like uh, can you imagine if you know though, and you have to be like, I'm, I'm really sorry, Mr. Verstappen, but I can't read this because you're too young and <laughs> theoretically inexperienced. I like, I know, I know who you are. I'm really, really sorry, but I need to keep my job. I can't give you this sorry. car. Tell you what, how about if I just buy the car from you? <laughs> right? Can I buy this today? <laughs> oh, he could have so- just bought it. Could and have. then sold it for like this is Max Verstappen's. Right, he could have made money on the whole GT. Deal. <laughs> he could have made it. Oh, yeah, he probably could have turned around, you know, put it on, uh, you know, on cars and bids or bring a trailer or something. So this was yeah. what this I, could, I couldn't this, rent, so I bought this. <laughs> so and, and this AMG was was owned and driven by Max Verstappen around Portugal for for three oh, days. Yeah, he could have probably double the price. It. You know how funny that would have been. He put about. I bet if he bought that car and then sold that car and donated the money to charity, charity make out like a bandit. Right? Oh hell yeah! Oh, right? Yeah, Wouldn't absolutely. that have been just as he did as a lark? Like anybody want the car that I had to buy because I couldn't rent it? <laughs> <laughs> he got a nice uh, five series. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, you could you could do a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but he should have he should have rented an XC60. That's what he should have got. He should have. He he a was diesel XC60. the wrong way. A diesel XC60 was clearly, clearly what he should have rented. I mean, duh, Max. Yeah. Do they have, just, <laughs> I, actually, I'm surprised he didn't just have his girlfriend uh, do the do the rental because you know um, his girlfriend uh, Kelly PK, daughter of three time, three or four time, three time world champion uh, Nelson PK. Uh, she's she's over thirty, so she could have rented it. She oh, but then name. he wouldn't be allowed to drive it because you have to put a. That's true. You have yeah. to put. You have to pay extra a lot of yeah. times of a secondary driver. But they okay, still he still have wouldn't have lied. Yeah, she would have been there. okay. Yeah, right? all right. Yeah, well. Didn't think oh, about they, that. I was trying to. They got. You know what? They have more room for for luggage in the five series. It's it's a better car for what for a nice little vacation. Yeah. To be awesome. To be honest. You know, honest. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Vinfast. Uh, has sold a few hundred cars here in the U.S. this year since they since they launched, um, and up okay, until fast. now they've done it all okay, through fast. their own company owned stores. You know, so kind of following the model of Tesla and Rivian and Lucid. Um, and uh, I guess you have you have a Vinfast store near you, right, Robbie? I could throw a rock and hit the Vinfast store. No, uh, <laughs> it's about like a mile from they my house. <laughs> I didn't know it was there. I was just driving past, you know, every once in a while, I'll just try past the dealerships there near my house just to see like, you know, how they're doing. 
just to, just to see what their inventory looks like. Like the one up the street from my house at the time had a bunch of Ionic fives. I'm like, well, that explains why there's Ionic an Ionic five every five feet <laughs> over where I live. And then I'm like, what is this? Wait, is that a Vinfast dealership? <laughs> there's a Vinfast dealership near my house. You should you should pop in there and uh, take one for a test drive and let us know. No, I'm good. I've I've test drove one. I think I'm good. Okay. Until they fix them. Um. <laughs> Well, I don't know if they've fixed them yet or not. Uh, I'm I'm guessing probably not. But uh, VinFast is is expanding their reach, uh, trying to expand their reach a little bit. Uh, and they've launched their first partnership with a franchised car dealer here in the U.S. Uh, with Leith Automotive Group in North Carolina. <clears throat> and so they're going to, yeah, so they're, they're kind of going both ways, doing doing some franchise dealers and some company-owned stores, you know, where, where they're allowed. Um, and um you know they're also they're that's you know leith is based in you know north carolina where vinfast is also uh building uh a four billion dollar assembly plant mm -hmm. um and um that's supposed to start production in 2026 we'll see uh but uh you know it'll it'll be interesting to see if you know how many other dealers sign up to uh to sell vinfasts over the next year or so um, I guess, and I guess VinFast is going to be at CES in a couple of weeks and they're supposed to show off, I think a pickup truck and a new small, uh, SUV, um, a VF3, I think it is, uh, they're mm. supposed to reveal that. So we'll see how that works out for them. I, I, um, I, want, I don't want anyone to fail, but I, I, I would love to drive whatever is next. Like, okay, I, the VF8. I'm going to keep saying that they, they, they gave us the cars, and then they immediately told us that, yeah, today, better versions of the cars are, are, are landing in San Francisco. And we were down in San Diego, and I'm like, why are you having us drive these? Yeah. This makes zero sense that you're having us drive the bad version it's of this strange, car. strange, strange. And then I think they were surprised that, like, all, all the reviews are like, every car was a little bit different. <laughs> Every car had a had a one problem but that was different from all the other cars. That was the weird thing. And I, was, I literally got into a fight with journalists like mine. There was one person who was like, mine was perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, have you talked to anybody else? Because we all had a different problem. No, you're all wrong. I'm like, listen to me. You got the one. You got the one that worked. I mean, good for you. Build enough of them. Eventually, you're going to get one just. of not working, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, you can't like, I, I can't write a review based on your experience in your right. car. Mine was. When oh. everyone else. And then, you know, and then you're like. Is your car doing this? Or like, no, but my car's doing this. You're like, <laughs> that was the okay. weirdest thing. Like, because typically you're like, oh, my car's doing this thing, and you'll ask another journalist, and they're right. like, oh yeah, it's doing it. Or no one else is having that problem. And then you go to the the PR person or the engineer. You go, are these pre-production cars? And they're like, oh yeah, they're pre-production. So there's a little bit of thing, you know, like the first time we drove the A class, those little uh, Mercedes. It turns out like those were the first vehicles ever built at a factory in Mexico. So like one of the 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 uh, the little latches to roll the windows up and down was installed backwards or upside down. So it was like wrong. Sorry, that's really funny. And then, but Mercedes was very forthcoming. They're like, hey, these were the first ones built at this factory. Okay, There's going to be some weird little things. They're like, oh, okay. All right. So now, you know, it, it, but when you drive the car, the, overall the car is fine. But there's just like little weird little things that you, you find. Bits. But when you're like, oh, no, these are great. But by the way, we made better ones and they're over there. They're <laughs> 350 miles north of all... here. That we all had a literally a different problem. Like you said, that was the weirdest thing. I've never in all of my driving experience where you're, you know, 
I've had people either have the same problem or not have the same problem I've had on a chat. But to be like, no, I had this problem. Oh, that's where you had that. How about you? Oh, no, I didn't have either of those. I had a third problem. It was like, we did, we don't, it was like the variety of problems was just weird. It was weird to the point that it was laughable. And you're like, you felt a little punked. Like, what are you guys doing to us? You know? (laughs) Then you get in the cars that like people who had driven the day before, and I don't think that they realize that we all talk to each other. And so the person who was in the car the day before had a certain problem. When I was in that car, it didn't have that problem anymore. So then you're like, okay, so are they fixing these cars at night? Right. Like, what's and then there's another the, reflashing the them every night. Ta- yeah, yeah. It was look for my because there's a number on all the cars. I know people know this. Like when they assign us the cars, there's only like a sticker or something on there numbered whatever one to fifteen, and like. And when when you drive out, you know they check you, you out on the right. list. Yeah, yeah. You know who's driving which know car? Which one of the cars you drove? So if like. I had problems with the car and Sam was driving the next day. He could say, what car did you drive? I drove car five. Can I have car five? So he can literally drive the exact same car, even though we aren't the same there at the same time to see. So in theoretically, it should drive the same. So when like car five does one thing today and another thing tomorrow, you're like, um, what's happening? And I had somebody who drove the exact same car I did had a different group of problems. Yeah, it was it was weird. I don't hate it was a very weird. I'm just perplexed by what's yeah, happening we don't, with Infest. I don't hate. I really don't hate them. I want so them we haven't in. driven. We haven't driven the new cars that they told us about. <laughs> I know. I want to drive a new one. I want to drive the. the you're new... at the thing, and they're like, "By the way, there's new better cars that are being shipped in right now. They just I made it." And you're the like, new "Well, why better. are we driving these ones? Why didn't you wait a sure. week?" Yeah, he should have rescheduled the program for you know later time. A, when... It was such a weird. I weird want to drive the new event. better. What do we have to do to drive the new better, Robbie? Well, you can just go, go up down the and street. Drive. Just go to my go house. Everyone, come over. We're going over the We're gonna go place. Record live at Robbie live from Robbie's house, and then yeah. we can all go drive the new Vinfast. Well, yeah, I well, think that at the end of the day, I was like, "This is it's thirty percent there, or not thirty? I'm sorry, it's eighty percent there. It just they're just like a bunch of little itty goofy things that you need to guys need to fix them." Yeah. Come on, Vinfast. Come <sighs> on. Little engine that could or not engine. Little little electric vehicle that could. <laughs> All right. So um apparently in California, if uh if an automated vehicle um goes, you know, runs a stop sign or a red light or um you know goes speeding or you know breaks any other law, apparently police in California are not allowed to issue tickets to them. Uh, apparently there's, there's there's a little detail in, in California traffic laws that, you know, the ticket has to be issued to a driver, to a human driver. Not I don't think it explicitly says a human driver, but has to be issued to a driver of the vehicle. And if there's no driver in the vehicle, <gasps> they can't issue a ticket. Yeehaw, <laughs> California. No. <laughs> So really? um, so how do they know that they ran it? Because how would you you'd have to prove that you weren't actually driving at that moment? Well, you know, if, if it's right? something, if it's something, you know, like a like a, a Waymo Robo Taxi, you know, this is what it's referring to. Oh yeah, okay. You know, those te- those are the only ones that are supposed to be able to operate. You know, with you know with a permit, if they have a permit from the state, those are the only ones that are supposed to be able to operate without somebody sitting in the driver's seat. Anything else? There is supposed to be someone sitting in the driver's seat, and whether they are fully in, engaged and in control of the situation doesn't matter. They still get the ticket. So if you're driving, if you're in your Tesla and using FSD beta and it runs a stop sign, you get the ticket. It's you. Um, but if you know if it's a actual driverless car, um, then they're you know cops can't do anything, unfortunately. Which is now now that NBC has reported on this. 
I have a feeling that uh, before too long, the California or hopefully the California legislature will uh, amend that regulation and uh, and make it so that they can issue tickets, you know, if, if AVs break the law. Well, they didn't get a lot of pressure after, like, they were sort of rolled over for Cruz and Waymo for a lot of these, like, you know, regulatory things, and then Cruz went, d- did what Cruz did. So I think they're, they're, they're I think California's like, oh, we better, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we better fix these things now. Like, yeah, you should have fixed them before. Yeah, this would have been good to do earlier than now. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dodge Challenger. Um. The uh, the last V8 powered Challenger rolled off the line on Friday, uh, two days ago, as we're recording this. Sadness. And that is the end of the line for the uh, for the Hemi V8. Don, Don, more V8s. Don. Don't. Saddened. Yep. Um, so no more Hellcats. It was a, a Demon 170. Did you a black demon one seventy. You know what? It? I'm I'm gonna. I know you have a, a Dodge, but oh no, my Dodge a, is like a it's like a weedy little charger. No, I do not have a Hellcat or anything. Oh, uh, it's just every time I got in one, I'm just like, it's just a brick that goes fast in a straight line. That's, I like my brick that goes fast in <laughs> no, a straight line. I, it's it's boring. <laughs> you know what it was? You know what was great? I'll tell you why I loved that brick that goes in a straight line, Robbie. Because the brick that goes in a straight line is a sedan that had. Lots of power was still fun in a straight line. Was aggressive when you got on the highway, and you could still fit your whole family in that sucker. Like I could fit the kids in the there kids. and the car seats and all their stuff. It had so much room. It was a great sedan if you wanted room for your family. And you bring back the Magnum. Drive. That's what you. That's what they yes. should have. But and you didn't want to drive a Magnum. stupid, like just boring sedan. It was fun. It lets you have magnum. both. I love that car. I, when the I want an electric magnum. Electric magnum. Bring back the magnum, people. Bring yeah. Back you cowards. Bring back the magnum. So if you, uh, if you, if you, I mean, I think they sold out of the, uh, all the, the V8 and Hellcat chargers a while ago, chargers and challengers. Of, uh, you I know, think so. Uh, several months ago, but yeah, they're um, all sold. Yeah. There, there's no that. more going to be built. Um, they're now Ever. retooling that plant to build electric vehicles, and eh, who knows? Maybe there might be some hurricane six cylinders in there too. But but at least electric vehicles going forward. Electric, electric magnums electric vehicles have the power and the they're the instant you know when you hit the gas. But the visceral thing of having a V eight is sad that it's yeah the vi- the sound and the vibration. You can't, and, you can't put that in an electric. You can't. You can't. You always want someone in there with you. Blah, blah, blah. You want the well, car to I mean, actually do the blah, 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 all well, by well Dodge, Dodge is going to have the Fratsonic exhaust Not system. Oh my god! Not the same. <laughs> I want actual V8 working under the hood, making the car rattle slightly, and all of that. I want all of that. But <laughs> well, you can still buy one. But you can buy a used one. Not for long. You can buy a used one. Oh, they'll, they'll be around for a while. They'll They're be along for a long. You know why? They this is the they, this they, is their cash cow. This was yeah. how they. They, they built them long enough. There's plenty of them around. I know. Yeah, but it's, you know, you they're, can they're, buy they're not building them anymore. I get that they're still out there. It's just sad that they're not building them. Yeah. Sad, you stupid right. boys. It's sad. <laughs> I like that. I was like, no. <laughs> I grew up, my, you know, my, my, my mom had a, a charger. That, that was like the car when I was a little kid Did that we she? had. Oh, oh the, old, the old school charger, the early 70s yeah, charger? We had, yeah, we had an old school charger, um, an cool. early 70s charger. 
And so that's Your what I grew up really, with. Was she was she a car person or she? Yeah, just my to both my parents. Guys? My mom is a part car person. My dad knows how to work on cars, but isn't really a car. He he works on like jets and planes and stuff. But okay. he like my mom knew how to work on cars. My mom is the one who that's taught me awesome. how to. My drive. My dad drives like a. Like like a, yeah, my dad's not a good driver. My mom though is was <laughs> was a good driver. She's not allowed to drive anymore. She has uh, oh. epilepsy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, I drive fast because my mom and I know how to work on cars. Go Robbie's mom, woohoo! Okay. Yeah, that's why it's very weird when people are like, it's such a man's thing, and I'm like, and but in my household, every like my mom's out there helping my dad pull the transmission out of their that's you know their really GMC cool. truck. That's super cool. Which I was, so I was just like, oh, that's how it is. And then I went out in the real world and it turns You're out. You're like, oh, so wait, much. my parents Whoops. are the anomaly. <laughs> my parents aren't an anomaly. I remember my mom taking classes to learn how to work on cars too, even though her dad owned a uh, radiator shop. So she knew how to work on radiators and stuff as a kid. Your mom was super cool. Yeah. 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 So that was the, but then like, you know, then you drive that car and then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it goes fast in a straight line. I like corners. Yeah. I, I just like goes fast, even a straight Go fast. Line. I just liked, I just like the, I like those cars. I know they go straight line only, but I love them. <laughs> and they sound like that. <laughs> you still get one. I'm I telling you, just go out yeah. and get one. I know, but if you wait away. like three, wait three years and go out, yeah, but you could still have one. There's no, no one. I don't stopping. want them to go away. I want them to still be there. Oh, I still want there to. The, new pretty. I still ones. want a 1990 Honda Civic hatchback to be sold, but <laughs> the manual <laughs> transmission. There's yeah. still out there. You can still find one, Robbie. Okay, there you I go. Still, I still. I want an Element. I want a CRX. I want. Element. <laughs> we had one. We never should have sold that car. Everyone who element? sold it. Everyone we who sold did. an Element is like, man, why did we do that? We had a Honda element and we got it at the time like they they just they build it as sort of like the like the the outdoorsy the lifestyle person people. lifestyle car they had, a, they had an ad where like a bicycle jumped through the middle right? of the <laughs> they they sold it for that but we had the girls were really little when we bought that one was in like a little baby carrier thing most brilliant car ever it beat minivans when it came to having kids because it had the way the tailgate opened up, the split tailgate thing, you could sit on the edge of that and almost like have sort of like a roof thing over your head mm-hmm. if you were like feeding a kid, like a baby, hose like it out. Stuff. You and you could hose it out. As a mom of a child who threw up constantly, you could hose oh. out that car. Oh, that's best. very important. It was the best thing ever. You just like, oh, oh we're getting home. <laughs> we're good. We're good, honey. It's all cleaned and, out. It was and- it was also a great car for dogs before Subaru got into dogs. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the official uh, dog walker car in the Bay Area. Like all the dog walkers have Honda. <laughs> but it was shaped like a toaster, and it got about one mile per gallon. So yeah. we got rid of it when gas prices. I was like, we're spending a mortgage worth of gas payment worth oh, of yeah. gas uh, every month. Get you know, getting rust to work. I'm like, can't do this anymore. So. I wrote an article about old cars that should be resurrected as EVs, and a bunch of people were like, set, we're about to, we're we're we're. This, um, we're selling. They're like, I was about to get mad at you, and then I saw that you put the element in there, so we're cool. Oh wait, there it is. If you don't say, if you don't say Honda Element, they They'll didn't care about bring any- that back. They'll never bring it back in any incarnation, will they? they I don't think it's so many they people could. really love that car, but it's. I think it's you know everyone wanted the Brat back, and then Subaru brought the Baja, and then no one bought it. And then it went away. And then after it went away, the same thing that happened with the elements. Suddenly, the desire for it went up. Like element prices are have gone through the roof. Super, are they really pricey? Yes. They- yeah, they're very pretty because you could get one for like three, four thousand dollars, and now they're if you're lucky, you can get one for six. Oh, and the so- Baja, okay. like the prices went up on the Baja after they, you know, Subaru was like, oh, I guess no one wants this. And then, like a couple years later, it was like, "Oh wait!" No, we do, we do. We're just four door, like little truck with like a, a a little bed. Yeah, yeah, I'll take one of those. <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp. 
Oh, America. Uh, Speaking of which, <laughs> yes, uh, the uh, the VW ID GTI is coming to market. Um, they first showed this concept earlier this year. I saw it in Munich in September. IA. Um, this is a great sized little car. Um, yeah, and this is actually this is smaller than the ID three. Um, more, more like more smaller than a Golf. You know, current Golf. It's it's closer in size to like the Polo. But the current generation Polo is probably a couple of size classes up from what the original first generation Golf GTIs and Rapid GTIs were. Uh, and it's, I think this is actually a really good size. Um, it is it is coming to it is going into production um, in 2026. Goes on sale early 2027, at least in Europe. Um, priced somewhere around thirty thousand euros. Um, no. Uh, right now, VW isn't saying anything about U.S. availability. We're not going to get this. This is just we probably crazy. won't, because I was looking at <sighs> I was looking at VW's sales numbers uh, before the uh, before we started, and it's you know I think through September they had sold about uh, five thousand GTIs in the U.S. this year, which is pretty sad. Yeah. It. it you know, the GTI is a fantastic little car. Now, granted, the current generation GTI, you know, has, you know, some issues with the infotainment system, you know, but too many touch so controls. To drive, but though. yeah, you know, when you're not using that stuff, when you're when you're just driving it, it is a hoot to drive. Like, you, it's so much fun to drive. I can forgive those faults, like infotainment, pfft, whatever. Just let me drive it. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Uh. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, you know, like I said, we we probably won't get it here. Although, Why do you have to make me so sad by putting this in the show notes, Sam. Couldn't you give me something because, happy because we're, to we're, end the year on? We're we're we're, we're trying to shame VW into bringing it to America. <laughs> we get it. Well, first of all, we need to shame Americans into buying the the Golf because I, yeah. people will come up to me like, "There's no smaller cars. I can't get hatchbacks. Can't get an transmission." Well, you know, the Golf is still there. You can still yeah. buy the golf. Oh, I'm like, oh, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. What do you want from uh, from the you world? Buy when there's a good, you- when there's a good, there's a good hatchback with a manual transmission out there in the world that you can buy, and you won't buy it, but you'll complain about how there are no good hatchback <laughs> manual transmission vehicles. Are there and the number of manual transmission is still going down, right? Do we have we oh, lost yeah. more? Oh yeah, we lose more every year, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're only like going to get manual. The, the Accord, the new Accord this year, they got no rid manual. Of it. I knew they last got rid year there was a manual. No, yeah. no more manuals. Yeah, that makes sense. It's only going to be enthusiast vehicles. It's only going to be golfs and BRZs and or or you know eventually we we'll get some EVs with with fake manuals. Yeah, you get the fake Toyotas. Yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> Yeah, you know, if no you V8s, no GTI ID, whatever if, if, you, if you want, no if you want the ID GTI, you know, go down to your local Volkswagen dealer, you know, tell them you want it, give them a deposit, you know, I mean, you know, prove, prove to them that you really want to buy this thing. They're going to hold your money for the next. It's crazy. Months. I'm looking at, at these, these, you know, go, go and buy current, go and buy a current GTI. You know, if everybody yeah. that, that, you know, says they want one of these things would actually go out and buy one. Then they you know, might be like, hey, then they would we say, bring this. hey, there's clearly a market for, you know, for a small, fun hatchback. 
it's crazy how the the the, the sales of the G, of the Golf fell off the cliff. Like in 2017, 68,000 and then 2018, 42,000. 2019, 37,000. 2020, 22,000 and then 2021 6,500. So it's actually gone up over the past two years. It was 6,500 to 78. In, and well, now because it's like they, 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 stopped built, they stopped selling the regular Golfs. So now they, they oh, only sell right. the GTI and the Golf R here. Yeah, so, so you can't get the TSI. Super enthusiast right. and it's pricier. They said that yeah. the take rate wasn't high enough on the, the regular one. And then, of course. So they, sold wah, the low, wah, they kept selling the low volume one. Which, yeah. We're only going to sell these ones. Sad. Yeah. It's all sad news, Sam. Sad news. End oh. of the all year. Right. All right. Well, let's let's finish it up with uh with an email from Adam Jackowenko, uh <laughs> friend of the show, uh Patreon supporter. Uh we love you, Alan, uh, Adam. Um and uh last week we talked about the snow socks. Um, that you know, I, I ordered, I saw the video that, uh, Tommy Micah did on TFL. I ordered a set of those and had from Amazon and had them sent to my daughter in Colorado. Um, and, uh, Adam, uh, wrote in to say, um, that, that he's got some, he's got some as well. He's got a different brand from the, the ones, uh, that, that I ordered, but same, same basic idea. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to share that I've been using a brand called Auto Socks for five years now, and for the last three years on my Mustang Mach E, and I highly recommend them. I have no affiliation with them. <laughs> I live in San Diego, and my Mach E has all wheel drive, but stupidly skinny all season 225 tires, which are fine for daily SoCal driving. But in the winter, when we go up into the mountains at Big Bear, a couple of hours away, roads can get really bad. In the mountains here, you can start to see signs that say that chains are required. Uh, but they aren't, but they're such a hassle. I refuse to use them. Auto socks are so easy to put on and take off and store perfectly underneath the trunk storage or, or in the front of my Mach-E. The only issue I've ever had is convincing the local piece that the local police doing chain checks that the socks are legit and actually work as good, if not better. Um, and so what you should do for that is, you know, is just bookmark the TFL video and if the cop stops you. Just make him watch the watch watch Tommy's video. Hold on, I know a guy. Click. You know, on, on I know your, a on guy. Phone. Um, and uh, anyway, says uh, if I once had to show a cop a YouTube video. Oh, there we go. And explain how they work to convince him to let me pass. So they haven't yet quite caught up to the mainstream, but I can literally plow through almost anything with the snock with the socks on. They're amazing. I think everyone who drives in bad weather should keep a set in their trunk. Uh, below is a link to the ones I have, and I'll include that in the show notes. Uh, love the show and happy new year. And thank you, Adam, for, uh, for supporting us. And thank yeah, you to thanks, all Adam. of our patrons uh, for supporting the show. We really appreciate you. Yay. Thanks for giving us money to do this. Yes. Yeah. We appreciate all of you. There's a happy note. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody. Yay. We're going to use that money to buy Volkswagen GTIs and, 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 and Hellcats. It's the auto socks. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to need a few more patrons before we can buy a <laughs> We're not quite there yet. <laughs> no, not quite. Well, like one, we'll share it. I don't know how I'm going to get to it. I guess I have to I fly like, out there to, for my three days well, of, you know, a month we'll, or something. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do like the, uh, like the magazines do, you know, where they have an we'll office rotate. in California and an office in right. Detroit, you know, we'll, you know, every every month or two, you know, we'll take we'll do a cross country drive and we'll swap right. cars. And- we'll swap cars. So we each get a little time in each one. Yeah. Huh. So I like that. By the way, that Adam and I was wondering this when we talked about auto socks, like if the police would recognize them. And I know they t- count, but then he actually did encounter that. Like, wait a minute, what now? Like, as people sort of learn what it is, so he still got, you know, checked for it. But they're like, okay, fine. 
I, I feel like I'm bad at convincing police of anything, even when I'm like, honestly, not doing anything wrong. <laughs> like, no, I didn't know that. Or the headlights out. It was not out when I started the car five minutes ago. Like, <laughs> uh, so I feel like I would have a fight with the auto socks, but I'm, I might try those. I might get some yeah, for my I'll daughter because she has no tires. Yeah. Well, yeah, she lives in Milwaukee, right? She's in Milwaukee and she yeah. just has all seasons on her car. Yeah. So yeah, definitely send her, you know, send her a set of uh, auto socks or that. snow socks. I bet she put them on. I yeah. bet she'd do it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, you know, when I, when I sent my daughter a note saying, Hey, you know, you're going to be getting these from Amazon in a couple of days. And she said, oh, I don't need those. And I, I had her watch the video and she said, oh, okay, that makes <sighs> sense. You know? So, you know, when she goes up into the mountains, you know, she'll, she'll have those in her, in her CX 30 with all season tires and she can, Throw those on there, um, and hopefully be a little safer. I'm gonna try and convince her. I'm gonna see if I convince her to give it a try because the the Milwaukee thing is that they don't plow the roads really well in the city. Like it gets this, it takes forever. So all of a sudden you're driving through that muck and the little snowbanks in downtown for like days until they finally get that all cleaned up. So, and you know, like around here, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll get snow. You know, when the temperature is you know, right around freezing, you know, so it'll be, you know, icy and, and mushy and, you know, it gets, gets pretty, can get pretty nasty around here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, if you're, if you have a set of those, I, you know, I'm sure there's times when, especially if you live, you know, outside of town, you know, live in the, you know, in a more rural area um, where it might take a, a day or two or three before plows come through or before they salt and sand the roads. Um, you know, I think having, having those would definitely be helpful. All right. Well, that's it for this year. We'll um, see you next year. I we'll see you. That. We'll see you all next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next year. year. We're I'll not going to see any of these year. people. I'll talk to we'll, you next year. We'll yeah. talk at you. <laughs> we'll talk at you next, next year. year. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.